0: The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 2nd of September. In your Squiz today, the economic cost of the coronavirus crisis, Trump visits Kenosha, Facebook threatens news, and the way to a sore back. This is your Squiz today. Today, Claire, the economic cost of the coronavirus crisis will be front and centre. That's when our nation's accounts are released. What is expected is that it will reveal the biggest quarterly decline in economic growth on record, confirming that we are now in our first recession in 29 years.
1: It's a big day. Of course, the government has previously acknowledged that we will be in recession. Of course, a recession is defined by two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth. And what we're going to get today is confirmation of that second quarter. How deep that is, we'll wait and see. But certainly analysts are expecting a result of negative five to negative seven percent, which is a really big deal.
0: Some light at the end of the tunnel, though, from Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe yesterday. He
1: was announcing yesterday that the Reserve Bank had decided to keep interest rates at that record low of 0.25%. He said that the economy is going through a very difficult period, but the downturn is not as severe as earlier expected, and that means that there are some parts of Australia that's in recovery, he says, but there's, of course, a a whole heap of other stats that aren't so positive, and of course, for anyone who is struggling uh, with their work or to keep their businesses open would know that
0: on the trade front our exports are going well nationally though home prices are slipping that's something many will be keeping a close eye on towards the end of september when the job keeper and job seeker payments change and borrowers who have deferred loan payments will need to have a chat with the bank
1: Yeah, we're certainly heading towards some interesting times at the end of September at that six-month mark past the start of the coronavirus crisis. And one thing that the government has done is to extend that JobKeeper and JobSeeker supplement payments. Uh, It got that through Parliament yesterday. What it means is that the rates have lowered, but the time has been extended to next March and the hope is that it's a a bit of a help uh, through some more difficult times.
0: Prime Minister Scott Morrison also made some comments about the borders yesterday. He said it's his hope that state borders will be open by Christmas, and he's keen to talk to state and territory leaders about that at Friday's National Cabinet meeting. Over in the US, and Donald Trump has visited the city of Kenosha in the state of Wisconsin. That's the site of large and violent protests over the shooting of Jacob Blake by a police officer.
1: There were a lot of locals who had asked him not to come. The local mayor and the local governor, they're both Democrats. Of course, this is now a very political issue and it's playing right into the presidential campaign. Uh, of course, that election isn't that far away and the president, Donald Trump, is really spruking his law and order credentials. He did that overnight in Kenosha. Uh, he said that he wanted to go and visit hurting Americans and he's also accused his Democrat Opponent Joe Biden, of being light on law and order. Biden, for his part, though, says that Trump is actually stoking the violence.
0: Continuing on from news earlier in the week, that Australian woman Cheng Lei has been detained in China. Claire, we still really don't know why she's been detained. Experts saying she hasn't really done anything unusual, which has raised the question, is her detention a political message related to the recent breakdown in Australia-China affairs?
1: Yeah, lots of speculation at the moment and of course those experts have a read on it. Our former ambassador to Beijing and a friend of Cheng's, Dr Jeff Raby, says that it's a really sensitive time and what China would be doing is assembling their case and gauging the international reaction to news that she has been detained. But yeah, lots of work to be done by the government and they're keen to do that within the process and that's what her family have said that they want as well.
0: For the past eight years, Cheng Lei has worked as a news anchor at an English speaking but government owned Chinese media network. Paul Roussessa Begina is known as the man who saved the lives of more than 1,200 people from the 1994 genocide in Rwanda, a story familiar to those who have seen the film Hotel Rwanda. Now, Claire, he's been arrested on terror charges.
1: His daughter says that he was flying from the US, which is where he has been living, to Dubai and that's where he was kidnapped and flown to the Rwandan capital. He was paraded before media on Monday. There's lots of concerns about that as he's been arrested on terror charges. It seems to relate to accusations that he's been financially supporting Rwandan rebels. And his supporters' worst fears are now realised as they have got him in detention.
0: His family says the accusations are false and they've asked US authorities to intervene. The ACCC, which is the body in charge of making sure things are all fair and equal when it comes to doing business in Australia, would like rules to be put in place that would mean social media and online search platforms, so we're talking Google and Facebook, would have to pay publishers for their news articles. It's world-leading legislation, Claire, but it's not something that Google and now Facebook are taking lying down.
1: Yeah, the government and the A Triple C are still talking about what they're actually going to put before the parliament when it comes to this. But certainly, Josh Friedenberg didn't receive the news from Facebook that they would stop users from sharing news content in Australia. Well, he says that the government won't respond to coercion or heavy-handed tactics. There's been quite a bit of discussion about this in recent weeks about exactly what the government's going to do and how those big tech platforms would respond. But Google. Google and Facebook are two who certainly aren't up for paying for Australian news content on their
0: platforms. For the ACCC's part, they say it's all about levelling the playing field between the tech giants and news publishers. It's been nearly 12 months since the death of St Kilda legend Danny Frawley. He was killed in a single vehicle crash outside Ballarat. After his death, his family allowed his brain to be analysed clear, and now it's been revealed that he had a neurodegenerative disease at the time of his death that's caused by repeated blows to the head. This is bringing to the fore the ever-on conversation about the risks of repeated concussion in sport.
1: Yeah, it's one, isn't it, that comes back into the public discussion quite regularly about what happens to players, particularly to their long-term health if they've been concussed a number of times in playing the games that they're professionals at. And CTE, as it's known, is something that has been widely explored in America, particularly with American football and those head-on clashes. But it's only reasonably new in the AFL. The first player was confirmed to have that at the start of this year that was Graham Polly Farmer and now Frawley is the second. The trick is CTE can only be diagnosed after death and certainly Frawley's wife Anita said that she always suspected that there was something more going on with Danny than just straightforward depression and that's because CTE has symptoms like anger and aggression issues as well as being linked to Alzheimer's disease.
0: AFL Chief Gil McLaughlin responded yesterday saying the game had changed considerably since the days when Frawley played and the AFL had made a number of changes to provide on-field protection to players, but they'll continue to learn and review their response as new information comes to hand. That from a statement released yesterday. And whilst we're talking AFL, reports this morning that the AFL will announce the Gabba as the location of the grand final this year, the first time ever it's been played outside Victoria. Finally, Claire, sheep are getting bigger.
1: Sheep are getting bigger. What's happened is that breeders uh, want more wool and they want more meat from their flock and they're being bred to be bigger. It goes to our subject line this morning and that is the Micah song, Big Girls, You Are Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Not so beautiful to shearers though, who have to wrangle these sheep in the shed and they're saying that they're weighing up to sort of 80, 90 kilos, which is a lot to lug around when you're doing that day in, day out, trying to get wool off them.
0: Phil Rourke, a Shearer in northeast Victoria, said that if a young person was to ask him if he thought being a Shearer was a good idea, he'd say you'd have to be crazy to do it. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Wednesday. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to the Squiz Today podcast. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. where are your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at the dot com